Hey, it's Radio Station Consultant, the podcast, and I'm your host, Andy Meadows. On this episode, we're going to discuss empowering content creators. A few weeks ago, I wrote a blog with that title for my website, radiostationconsultant.com, and I talked about how virtually every group wants their on-air staff to create more digital content. But I challenged owners, operators, and managers to ask themselves this question. Are you doing enough to empower your content creators? Are you providing them with the tools necessary to create clickable, shareable content on a daily basis? Then I went through a list of some of the tools we use with links, a quick explanation, and how much they cost. Plus, I mentioned a few of the hurdles that stand in the way of radio people creating content, like working on old computers that won't run current software. And how if we have everything set up and ready to go where the on-air talent can just walk into a room, hit a button, and live stream or bank video, they're much more likely to do it. Also, something I say a lot and I'm going to keep saying because I firmly believe it, digital content creation is a team sport. It shouldn't just be left to the on-air staff or a web and social person in-house. It takes contribution from the whole staff, the whole team. But today I wanted to expand on that blog a little bit by talking to a video expert friend of mine, John Reynolds, to get his feedback on the topic. Plus, stick around after the interview and I'll show you the setup I'm using to record this episode of the podcast. We'll be back in 30 seconds with video producer John Reynolds. Studies show that people spend five times longer looking at video content than static content on Facebook and Instagram. Videos also have the highest click-through rate of any digital ad format. And 100 million hours of video are watched every day on Facebook. If you want to compete for those sought-after digital ad dollars, you've got to have local, fresh, regularly updated video content on your station's website and social media sites. At RadioStationConsultant.com, we can help. Whether that's supplementing the content you already have or providing all of your video content. Call 1-800-849-1457 or go to radiostationconsultant.com to find out more. Hey, it's Radio Station Consultant, the podcast, and I'm Andy Meadows, back with our special guest today. We're talking about empowering content creators, and John Reynolds is joining us. He owns Midland Creative and South Bend Locals. How are you doing, John? I'm doing great. Talking to you from South Bend, Indiana, of all places. In full disclosure, John and I have known each other for a decade, or is it longer yeah, than that? Probably longer. Yeah. You shared a picture the other day that made me feel incredibly old because I looked so so young in the Fort Worth stockyards when we did that that video uh, right. years ago. But John does uh, John does high end video projects. He's the guy I always talk to when um, when I want to create something that looks. TV ready that because you've done a lot of talk a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I've I've been in the business for around twenty years, and I've had the opportunity to work with a diverse group of clients and people. I've had uh, I've worked on television shows. I created a game show. I created a one hour comedy special that I sold on to CMT. I've done music videos that have done well on CMT. I had a number one on CMT a few years ago, and. Uh, just really, really uh, uh, do all breadth of video production, corporate communication, a few commercials, and uh, a lot of documentary work as well. And you and I did, uh, during the pandemic, when everything was locked down and conventions weren't happening, you and I did a couple webinars for, we did uh, TAB, Texas Association of Broadcasters, and then the Alaska Broadcasters Association. We did, uh, um, and you came on and talked about 10 tips and tricks for video content. By the way, we, we are available and willing to do that webinar uh, for radio groups if, if they want to have us come in just for their employees. 
Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It, it just you know gave me an opportunity to talk to a, a, a group of people I don't talk to too often about something that I see all the time. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. So so let's get right into it. What are one of uh, what's what are some of the main mistakes you see amateurs make or uh, radio people in general when they start getting into creating video content? I think really the number one thing, which is kind of a comes, encompasses a lot, is just being prepared. Really knowing your gear and uh, being um, just fully ready to capture something. So if you go to an event, have a plan of what you want to shoot and know how to use your gear to capture that shoot. And that just requires a lot of preparation and a lot of practice. And, and it's not just pulling out your phone. It, they're, they're, you know, you have to kind of put some planning into it, some pre-production, as we would say. Yeah, and you always mention, and I think it's smart that, and this is something I, I forget about when I, especially when I first started doing it, is the B-roll that that we always think of capturing the main subject. Like if we're at a concert, let's let's capture the guy on stage, but we often forget when we're new to it to get all the B-roll that you're going to need in editing. Right, you know, everything we see on television or online, it's all it's all uh, you know, smoke and mirrors. So you you do an interview with someone that you know, you you take a lot of what they say, but then you use B-roll to to cover up a lot of what they say and and kind of make them uh, come across maybe more intelligent than than uh, you you would uh, Maybe then they come across uh, maybe more on it. Uh, uh, you can also just you know help them also maybe promote something they're trying to promote. But but using that B roll always covers up those those edits and and post and it just kind of allows you to do more. Right. For instance, a couple of your mistakes that you've already made. I was gonna gra- already grab some B roll of your cute dog and I'm just gonna splice that in Great. whenever Thank you're talking you. and it gets too boring and and then people will be interested again. Right. I'll probably only be on this podcast for 30 seconds. <laughs> so another thing yeah. I really like, because obviously you have all the expensive cameras and all the, the nice gear, but you also are, are good about, you know, doing a use what you got approach. Cause that's one of the big hurdles for stations is they feel like they have to invest so much money to get into video. Talk a little bit about, about utilizing what they already have. Yes. So, so there's a couple ways of looking at this. Uh, I, I don't know if your station, uh, but, but they, they might have a, a DSLR camera that they use out on remotes and different things that already captures video. And so it's understanding that, seeing how, you know, how well it does what it does and then using that. But the biggest thing, the cheapest thing that we all have are these very expensive phones we have in our pockets. Um, we can use those as cameras. They have fantastic video uh, quality and capabilities, and uh, they they um, they can just really they really do a lot. They do a lot of the heavy lifting. So so that's something that you always have with you. And again, it's knowing how to use that camera because you can really do some amazing things with that camera as far as exposure, locking on focus, um, interesting framing. Then there's also very inexpensive mics that you can buy that plug directly into your iPhone that can get a you know relatively decent audio. And as you know, in radio and, and really, really in video, you can have a terrible video and good audio and it's great. But if you have great video and terrible audio, it ruins the whole thing. So audio is so important. And then there's some other, other things you can do. Like you can, th- there's a, a company called Zoom 
and and they not the not the video thing, but uh, 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 but they have some devices that are relatively inexpensive. Inexpensive. I'm using one right now. Uh, that you can record the audio all packaged together into one thing. It's got the mic built into it. And then later in post-production, marry those things together. So. Yeah, what are a couple... Uh, you've mentioned in the past a couple of iPhone accessories that, that help a ton. Uh, what are some of those? So Rode Mic is a brand that makes a really high-quality microphone that plugs directly into your iPhone. Uh, that'll also work on most DSLR cameras as well, if that's what you're using. Then stabilization is really important. So, you know, we have these phones and it's it's one thing to set and hold this in your hand, you know, and, you know, your finger gets over the camera or it's shaky, it's not right. That, that you can buy some, sta some stabilizers are very inexpensive, like little handles that go onto your iPhone that really just allows you to have a, a better shot. And um, one of, uh, this also reminds me too of some of the mistakes I think people make a lot is that they shoot their video like this. You know, they, they shoot it vertically instead of horizontally. And um, that does a lot to your brain. And so there's maybe some reasons why you would want to shoot that way. But our eyes are on the right and left side or right and left side of our, our faces and not on top of each other. And so our brain processes things more uh, horizontally than it does vertically. Um, so that, that's, that's another thing. Now, obviously with, now, now that gets into the big debate about, so for Instagram and TikTok, that's fine, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, because, looks, because people are better. only looking at it on their phone, right? Right. But something, uh, but, something where they're also going to be looking at it on a, a, a desktop or, or TV. Facebook or, or anything that you end up taking and posting directly onto your website. So if you were right. going to put a video directly on your website of something that you shot, you know, we're proud of this. This is a great thing that we want to show everybody. We want it to live on our website. It's got to be horizontal or, or it just it doesn't work. And not to mention if you're shooting it, uh, you can always punch in to get the vertical if you wanted to turn that into a TikTok you, or Instagram video yeah. later. That, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Right. But the other way around, it's it doesn't work as well. So oh, uh, sure, it, yeah. if, if you shoot it vertically and then you pull out and then you add those blurry side thing, it just it looks crummy. It's not what it's not what you want to do. People yeah, see it, you see it on the true. news all the time when somebody sends in their their photo they did uh, their video they did on their iPhone. You get the blurry things. That's on right. the side yeah. and it, it, mm -hmm. it doesn't look great. So uh, you've been around uh, with you and I being buddies and going to uh, radio events and all kinds of stuff. You've seen, what are some of the missed opportunities stations have uh, to capture content that they're, they could already be capturing content and they're not, they're just not thinking about it. Okay. Um, well, some of the missed opportunities I would think, I hope this answers your question, is that there are so many live events or remotes that radio stations do at locations, you know, sponsors where they set up and, and you know, do a live broadcast or do something from there. But capturing that event, capturing that setup, capturing that, that, that place and almost making a, a uh, short little commercial for them without it being so much of a commercial where it's more of, hey, we're here, the excitement of the hoopla that goes on when a radio station shows up at a location. That is a video. That is an easy video to shoot, and it's all there, and um, and it's just such a great add-on too for your uh, for your your client. You know, they they end up getting this little commercial thing that they'll end up posting themselves. So that's an opportunity. Um, live events. So any any concerts. If you guys go to concerts and cover the backstage or the sound or the 
the uh, uh, you know the the rehearsal in the beginning or the, or the you know the sound test or any of those things um, are opportunities to record video and create little pieces that can be used. If I were going to take and turn my on-air studio at, at, at one of my stations into a content creation studio, mm-hmm. what are some of the, and let's say I had a, you know, $2,500 budget to do so, or, you know, even better, anywhere from 2,500 to five grand, I was going to turn it into a content creation studio where it was already set up and ready to go, where the second they're done with their radio shift, they could bank some video. What, what are some of the things you'd suggest I put in that studio? Well, I, w- I would suggest uh, uh, some nice soft lighting, uh, which is, I think now become very inexpensive. Uh, some sort of LED soft lighting, but professional. That would also, you know, light your your on-air talent, and then opportunities for someone to be in studio to join them. And then two cameras. So I think you need to have a camera on your host, and then a, a, a camera on a, p- a possible guest. Um, or the so, co-host if it's a two-person show. Well, sure. Exactly right. Yep. So you so you've got them both. Um, I would record those individually and then cut them, and post and, and put them out there. So what what would I get? I would get, I would find what are inexpensive cameras. I know Andy, you mentioned one that you like. What yeah, was the well, name of that one? The the one I'm using right now is called a Mevo Start. They're uh, 400 bucks a piece. They actually do a three pack for a thousand bucks. But I like it because it it simultaneously will stream to your social feeds while it's banking to an SD card. So uh, I, I carry it with me when I go to uh, a market and just bank a little bit of video content when I'm there. It's not going to do the 4K like your big $10,000 camera is, obviously, but for most of what radio stations are doing, which is social media and their website, 1080p is what it does, and that's, that's plenty. Right? And, and that's perfect for a live stream. There, there's another company out there called Blackmagic, they make, they're really, really an amazing company. They make cameras and they make a lot of things that are used in post-production, but they have a live stream switchboard that's very inexpensive. I think it's around $500. And so what you would end up doing is taking those two cameras you're talking about, they would connect to that board. And that board, someone could sit there and literally just cut back and forth, camera one, camera two, camera one, camera two. Yeah, and and that goes straight out over uh, you know Facebook Live or however you want to stream it. Well, and this actually will um, this will pair up to three of these Movos together, and you can control it from an app on your iPhone nice. or an iPad, and you do yep. the same thing uh, mm-hmm. built in. That probably has a couple more bells and whistles, but this at least allows you to jump between cameras and do a couple pans and stuff, uh, right. you know, at, at predetermined speeds but the big thing you mentioned about lighting i mean i i walk into a lot of studio we radio people we kind of like to work in the dark i don't know what it is but we do (laughs) i was always the same way when i was on air you know i i typically had the lights off so we don't when we're building radio studios we don't often think too much about the lighting so it's a Mm -hmm. lot of fluorescent lighting which i know is not great for video so so kind of give them a i i know you talk a lot about Three-point lighting, is that what it's called? Can yeah, three-point lighting is Explain the, the basics of that. The most standard kind of, uh, you know, it's it's film film 101, right? So three-point lighting is that you have a key light that's bright. Right now, I have no light. I have my overhead lights on. So I have, I have what you would call a radio studio <laughs> lights right now. But you would have a key light that would... That would be a nice soft light that would that would kind of bathe my face, this part of my my, my face, into a uh, 
uh, uh, you know, a nice skin tone and color. And then uh, you would have an, another light that would be behind me that would give me a nice little rim that would separate my head from the background. As of right now, you can probably see my head, my hair blends right in with the black uh, a filing cabinet behind me. And so, you look like you're doing your Kevin Costner impersonation. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> With him behind you there on the left. <laughs> so uh, uh, there's that. And then you would have another light for Phil. Now, you might not have all those opportunities inside of your studio, especially if you have a smaller studio, but you always have the opportunity to have a nice soft light in front for, for both your people, you know? And so, so if you can get away with a nice soft light that's in the ceiling so you don't see the light, that's uh, far enough in front that it that it uh, you know adds it takes away the shadows uh, that you can see right now underneath my eyes because of my glasses and the light that's that's just behind me it takes away the the shadow underneath my my neck uh, you know the, a nice soft light you know makes me look better so you know yeah. you know a li little better yeah so you'd be proud of me when I was in Lubbock recently. Um, I wanted to capture a little bit of video content for an upcoming promotion they're doing. And uh, just the fluorescent lights in the studio were giving me a bunch of shadows. So I found a little lamp and back to, you know, using what you got. I found a little lamp in the receptionist mm -hmm. area yeah. and I, I put a Kleenex over it to soften it and use that down below. And it worked. I mean, I might have started the fire if I'd have gone a little bit longer, but right. it worked perfectly. And it was obviously, you know, $10 lamp. Uh, but pra it, it, practical it lighting is great. You know, that practical lighting and knowing how to use it. That's what we talked about before in our, in our presentation, we talked about windows because a lot of studios have the big windows. We're not allowed to let, you know, have these big windows yeah. that look so. outside and, and learning how to position your, your subject. So the window acts as the light for them. And, and that happens all the time. I mean, so many documentaries and things that I do that are kind of run and gun, it's, uh, it's using that, the real sunlight from a window in the right way to uh, do that same effect that a soft light would do. Can you talk a little bit about the rule of thirds? Yeah, so the rule of thirds is something that your brain, uh, it's how your brain looks at the image, okay? And it's, and there's certain ways that maybe you watch a film and you see an image or someone's talking and it makes you feel uncomfortable. Not by so much about what you're seeing and what they're saying, but the way it is framed. Subconsciously, it makes, it affects you. And so there's this thing called the rule of thirds. And it's when you take your, your rectangular, oops, sorry about that, where you take your rectangular screen here, and you divide it up into three sections. And uh, the, the rule of thirds is you can go online and look at it. But if you put your main subject on one of those lines, subconsciously, your brain likes that image better. And it's proven and it, and it just it it is. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. And you'll see it in every television show and movie you watch from here on out. And obviously, yeah. you uh, when in our webinar you had examples of that, and so if we do this right. webinar for anybody, uh, you'll have examples of that, and we'll send links to uh, to all the equipment. I can put some of the links in the in, in the podcast uh, notes as well uh, of some of the things we talked about. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, do you, sure. Is any other things that we didn't cover that you want to kind of hit? Well, I, I I just what I what I would say is that practice, practice, practice. And so it's knowing your equipment, having a plan, and just understanding kind of the basics of, of what it takes to make a good video. So 
good interview and and b-roll b-roll is so important or it, maybe you're just making a montage that that explains you know a live event or something but but just being uh intentional in what you do uh will get you a long way so there you go and how do they get a how, give them your website and how they get a hold of you Sure. Yeah. My, my uh, email address, it's a long one, but my, my company is called Middling Creative and it's spelled M-I-D-D-L-I-N in the word creative. Uh, it's, it's a funny thing, you know, that it, it, the name of the company means I'm sort of creative. I came up with this 20 years ago, so, you know, I'm stuck with it, but, but it's uh, midlandcreative.com. Uh, you can find all my work there. Uh, I also have another company here in town called South Bend Locals. Uh, take a look at that. That's that's another outlet that I have where I make short documentaries on people that uh, that I mean may, may inspire you to on how to do how to do some content yourself. Uh, but but that's how you get a hold of me. Perfect. Thanks again, John. All right. See ya. Tired of picking over the scraps left over from the morning show's prep? Then check out Solo Show Prep from RadioStationConsultant.com. It's curated the day of and specifically designed for solo midday, afternoon, and evening shows. It's emailed to your inbox by 8 a.m. Central Time every weekday, and it comes complete with teases, hooks, outs, four content segments, a contest, and a phone topic. Plus, all of that content is turned into web posts you can copy and paste after your shift. Find out more and sign up for a free seven-day trial at RadioStationConsultant.com. Thanks again to John Reynolds for joining the podcast today. So a quick rundown of my setup that I'm using to record this episode of the podcast. Uh, um, The video-wise, we're on a Mevo Start camera. Uh, We've got a couple of these. This is part of our traveling setup because it's so easy. I like to take it around uh, to stations with me and set it up and just bank video content while we're there. We actually have three of them, and you can pair three together through their free app. And they're all wireless. Uh, they work off of Wi-Fi. You can get this extra adapter for 150 bucks that makes you uh, that where you can hardwire it, so you're not reliant on the place you're at having good Wi-Fi. But what I love about them is you can simultaneously bank to an SD card while you're live streaming to one or multiple social feeds at the same time. So they're they're really cool. 350 bucks right now. I think at Guitar Center they got a special on them, but they're normally 400 dollars. You can get the three pack for a thousand bucks altogether. So I like those. I would put those in, uh, I'd have a couple of those in any radio studio I had right now, if I had one. Uh, MV7 podcast microphone is the microphone I'm using. Um, I, I like this one because it has both the USB connection and the XLR. So this is my traveling mic I take around with me. I use an RE20 for uh, stuff at the office, but when I'm traveling around, this is the, the guy I, I use. And for the interview I did with John Reynolds, by the way, I used Riverside FM, which is kind of like a, you've probably seen the ads for it, but it's like a uh, radio version of Zoom, handmade for broadcasters. It even has the hotkeys and all that stuff in there, but it sends you the high quality video uh, file and audio file all on separate tracks when you're done. And I think it's about the same price as Zoom. I want to say it's ten to twenty dollars a month, but don't don't quote me on that. But I love that. It'd be great thing. It'd be a great thing for stations to use for artist interviews. I always like banking those ahead of time so you can uh, use it long form on web and social, and then have just the the best bits on the air. But that's my setup for today. Uh, questions or comments? Email me at Andy at RadioStationConsultant.com. Get a copy of my latest ebook from broadcast to podcast. Uh, subscribe to this podcast if you like, and I'll see you next episode. Thank you.